Welcome to the Wandering Sun Podcast. I am your host, Eric Villatoro, and today I'm talking with my good friend, Jonathan Santos. He's a 22-year-old chef, a vlogger, just got married to his best friend, a ministry leader at my church, and most importantly, an incredible man of God who has shown me by example the power of grace and the importance of staying faithful to God through relationship, business, and leadership. In this episode, we talked about dating, why you need to seek a God-centered relationship, cultivating the gifts of the Spirit, God's sacrifice of love for us, why we are no good, and much more. I pray that this conversation speaks to your heart and it encourages you and teaches you something new. So please, listen, be attentive, enjoy. Bro, so I would love to just start it off with What's been speaking to you? I know you're a man of God. You're constantly in the Word. What's what what's what's hitting you right now? So what's hitting me is Proverbs three five. But I just want to say shout out to you, man. I'm a fan of this joint. Like I love this podcast, and you are the most creative creative I know. So keep doing your thing. Love you, bro. Thank you. Cool. Proverbs three five. Uh, this is the uh, Passion Translation. Okay. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all for wisdom Mm. comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best. With every increase that comes to you, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of joy. And the theme that's just been playing in my life right now is if you don't take the risk, you don't know what will happen. If you don't take the risk, you don't know what will happen. And I've just been on this journey, man, of taking that risk. Like, And it's so uncomfortable, man. Like, Being a Christian is not, it's not easy at all. Like, if anything, I got more problems, but the Lord is there every single time. And it's so worth it. The rewards, the the encounters, the presence of God, the favor. It's, um, it's crazy. Uh, and I just yeah. been experiencing as I've taken risks, either with my relationships, with, with jobs, with, with choices, with, with my daily things, with my daily prayers, I've, I've seen God come through because I, I took that step and I didn't know if there was going to be another step. I took that 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 leap and I didn't know if I was going to land on the floor. Um and every time he's just been there and it's been it's been dope, man. Let me let me I'm just going to tell a quick Yeah. Uh, give people the backstory of how I met you. Um because it's actually very interesting. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I came brokenhearted to ascend the youth and young adults uh <laughs> gathering that uh <laughs> Why are you laughing at my brokenheartedness, bro? That's good. Man it seems that have broken hearts it's just funny like well, long term like if you look ahead and you look back you're like that was just crazy yeah why was i even <laughs> crying about that i but, cried every day for her man for real um and i i uh you were you i think you were already one of the leaders at that time yep um with your brother so your brother carlos who i've have i've had on here twice twice now um and uh, where I really started to pay attention to you was when when I started to come to the life group. So that's mm. a, a gathering at home, right? And Carlos' life group. And I remember coming in there for the first time, and I was like, "Man, I've never been in in, in this in, in none of this where like young people are meeting at a house to talk about a Bible." What I had been around adults that did that, but right. they were like yeah, young same. young people. And so I'm coming in here and I'm like, okay, all right. And you guys did a great job explaining everything. Like, okay, we're gonna intercede, we're gonna pray, we're this is what interceding means. This is what you know how we pray, blah blah. And um, <laughs> and then you guys started to pray, and y'all started to pray loud, like out loud, like just being vocal about Very your, vocal. <laughs> how how you're praying to God. And I was like, what is this? But it wasn't in a way where it was like, 
I don't like this. It was like, yo, this is this is cool. This is, you know, you you could feel the passion. You can feel something. At that time, I didn't know what I was feeling, but I was like, yo, I like mm. this. And I stayed quiet because I never had been exposed to that. And then, you know, I, I watch people. So I've watched you over time, just how you move at church, how you're constantly in prayer, like even... Um, I, I've seen you at the gatherings, how you'll, you'll prophesize over people, which is something that I want to talk about here. And you'll, and you'll speak <laughs> into their life and you'll say yeah. things. I, I remember this one time you prayed over this one girl and um, I was like right next to her and she started to break down. And then after you left, she was like, he always does this. He always <laughs> knows what's happening in my life. <laughs> And I was just thinking to myself, because I'm new to all of this. Like, <laughs> He's what like, is, what is he talking about? I'm like, what does she mean that he always, like, that, what is he saying? Like, what is he just saying nice things that breaks her down? Or, but it, Am I but, saying mean things? Yeah, I, I, like, what, what, what are you? So, so oh, man. I, I've seen <laughs> you, like, funny. moved around in the spirit. And it's been great just because it's opened my eyes. Like, you, your brother, and... um Everybody else at Ascend, the, the leadership at Ascend, it's opened my eyes to this whole new world of Christianity and how yeah. Christians really should move because it's all biblical. Um, and so I'm excited to just in in this in this conversation kind of dive into some of those things. Um, the other thing uh, outside of church, and I guess within church as well, that I noticed that I really liked about you, and I've been curious and I've been wondering about is uh you're you see what i did there <laughs> come, on now. come on now. <laughs> um is is your relationship so you mentioned yeah. you know your, your wife you got you guys just got married just um, got married but you guys went through what a five six year period well, how long was that yeah five okay. six years of courting of getting to know each other dating and then going into marriage um and you guys did it the right way um, which is crazy to me because I'm in yeah. a long distance relationship right now and, and we're looking at like two years and mm -hmm. just that is like, like what? Um, so I just want to dive into that, but Let's really quick, uh, what are some of the things that, uh, I, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and, uh, you know, maybe say some random little facts about you that people may not know or oh, may man. know, but our listeners may not know. I bet. Well, yeah, my name is Jonathan Santos. I'm 22 years old. I'm married. I'm a homeowner. Uh, I love plants. Um, I'm a new YouTuber. Uh, never thought in my life I'd be in front of a camera. Um, starting a business. I'm married. I love Chipotle. That's my favorite food. I eat that every day of the week. I'm a chef. I'm a ministry director for Ascend, for a young adult ministry. And yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I think that pretty much sums it up. And you're like a, a crazy man of God. I think that's... Oh, yeah. That, well, that, well, come on now. Yeah, that's a given. You know? That's a... Yeah. <laughs> that's so how did, how, did, how did that start? Like, let's start there. I've noticed, and I've said this in the past, that there's usually people that have grew up in a church and soaked it all up and then have like this, this one moment um, that completely opens them up to, to, yeah. to, to Jesus. They have a true encounter. And then there's people who just have that encounter randomly, right. right? Right. So what happened with you? What was that moment? Or do you have a specific moment in which you were like, whoa? I do have a specific moment, but it kind of needs the context. Okay, come on. Context, I was born in a Christian home. My mom was Christian. My dad was an alcoholic. He was a womanizer, all this stuff. He, she would always take uh, my brother and sister to church. Uh, we would always go every Sunday, you know, did the whole Christian thing. But I never... I, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know about Jesus. Like I did not have a relationship with him. You know, I went to Bible class every Sunday, every, every Friday, every Thursday. Like I, I was at church all the time, but I, I never really gave myself to the Lord. I never really accepted in my heart. Like I always went to church, you know, I praised the songs. I, I, I felt him sometimes a little bit, but, um, I wasn't about the life of a Christian. And then at hitting middle school and high school, that's when everything hit me. That's when the hormones hit. That's when the desires hit. That's when um, the door to pornography opened. That's when, um, you know, cussing. That's when uh, wanting women all the time. Um, well, women, little girls <laughs> at, the, at that age. And like, 
like basically I, I I was just living a double life. I would go to church, worship Jesus, go go to school, text my text the girlfriends, say all these crazy things to them that I didn't even know what what they meant. Um, being influenced by these these friends, um, and we're just doing that for a long long time until the age of I want to say sixteen seventeen. I got in a a relationship that really took my heart. Like it really did. Like in my mind, I was in love. I was going to marry this girl. Like I thought that this is it, but it turned very, very toxic. Just to get raw and real on here, uh, I lost my virginity to her, but it was very, very toxic to the point where we would make each other jealous, like on purpose. We would argue, we would, we would like, I'm telling you like so many nights that I would cry (laughs) <laughs> from this relationship like baby no like, i didn't mean that like, like i'm telling you like it was a constant 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 thing um and then again exploring that 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 space of sex and and learning each other's bodies and still going to church and at that time like i was learning to play drums so i was now playing on a worship team on a worship team on a sunday on a friday at my girl's house That's um crazy. and just like i'm telling you like and and no one suspected, like no one knew, like it was our little secret, you know, we would do all these different things like dirty texts and then still go to church and worship Jesus. Um, and then at the age of 17, I wanted a relationship with God, but I didn't want to let go of my life. I just desired him, but I didn't want to let go because if I accepted God, I knew I had to let go of that girlfriend because I knew she wasn't the one for me. Uh, subconsciously, but I, you know, I, I, I made it seem like I was going to marry this girl, but I knew deep inside this wasn't my wife. I, I didn't want to let go of pornography. I didn't want to let go of the music. I didn't want to let go of the women. I didn't want to let go of all these other things that I knew I would have to let go of. So I would literally cry out. I'd be like, Jesus, I need you. And the crazy thing about God is I would pray about my loneliness and stuff. And every time he would come through, I'm telling you every time it was like, like a what? schedule. Like how, how, how would he come through? So imagine a little teenage boy in his room, lights off, some worship music. Um, I'm by my bed and I'm just crying because I feel lonely. I feel scared. I, I feel all these different things. And I'm like, God, I need you. I feel so lonely. And just being overcome by his presence to a point where I just feel peace. I feel joy. I feel like everything's okay. I mm. don't feel alone anymore. I feel like, uh, you know, God's got me. Everything else doesn't matter in that moment. Everything else does not matter. Um, and I would do that like literally for weeks. I even think I did that for months. And it even came to the point where, where me and that girl, we try to do things right. You know, we try to do things the right way. Um, we try to get right with the Lord and do things the right way. But, you know, our flesh, you know, we, we still yeah. desire to do things. So that didn't work out. And at the age of 17, we had something called uh, a vigil which is basically like where you get up early in the morning and you like pray and fast. You like don't eat and you just, you're basically just worshiping and um, praying. Right. So we did that with our youth at that time. It was, this was a different church, by the way, this isn't a set. And we were praying. I was playing the drums at the time. So um, I wasn't getting prayer, but at the end they called everyone to the front to, you know, just pray together. Uh, so there, there was this guy named Jordan and he's, he's been like a, a crazy man in my life, a mentor. And at that time I did not know him. He was just Carlos's best friend that he just met and invited him to that church service. And, you know, they're praying for people and I'm just there, you know, like praying, da da da. you know, Jesus, I love you. And this man comes in front of me and he tells me my life. <laughs> he tells me my life. He tells me what I'm dealing with of loneliness, of sadness, of hurt, of pain. Um, And then he just begins like prophesying over me, declaring, you know, God loves you. And just like breaking every lie that I've ever believed off of my life. And I I ball up. I'm crying. I fall to the floor. He's like, get up. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh, there's more. And then he says, leave the girl. (laughs) Damn. Leave the girl. And I'm like, in that moment, I was like, I know what I have to do. And in that moment, nothing else mattered, dude. From that moment, a fire sparked in me. I have no way to explain it, but I did not look back. I broke up with the girl that same day. I said, I'm sorry. I'm trying to follow Jesus. We're done. And I literally changed my whole life. I'm telling you, I did not look at pornography for months. Like, like it was not a desire. It was not anything. I didn't feel lonely at all. Oh, I didn't feel depressed at 
all. I didn't feel any of the things that I felt previously at all. It was literally all broken in that very moment. It was, it was like Jesus saw everything. He grabbed it and threw it. And I, and I never saw it again. Mm. Um, and I never looked back. Like from that moment, I, I've just been crazy for God. Like even a testimony, the first time I prayed for someone, it was at this different church and we were invited again by, by, by Jordan and my brother and Katie were there and they're doing demonstration. Basically the, the preacher, he's like, does anyone want to pray for this woman? So a little backstory, the woman had an issue with blood. Like she was just pouring out blood. Like, like it just wouldn't stop. Like, like she, it just wouldn't stop. Like um, even at the service? So we, like, we didn't see anything, but she was like telling, you know, the preacher, like, that she would want prayer okay. um, because it just wouldn't stop. It was for months, bro. It was for no, months. No, but like the blood, like I, like we're like, I'm, I'm like, I not only like, details, like, but I want to know. Period. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, where yeah. the blood? Nah, nah, she ain't believe, yeah. Nah, like nah. her nose. Where, okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, um, the hospital. And, and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, that's going to be so cool. Tell me why. My friend, he, he he lifts up my hand for me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? With Jordan? Or yeah, Jordan. Else? Jordan. Okay. He lifts my hand up. And I'm like, no. Again, never prayed for anyone. Don't know how to pray for people. Never and how old hands. At this, time? At this age, I was 17. 17, okay. 17. Never Didn't even know God could heal people, to be okay. honest. Didn't even know about miracles or anything. So I go up, I'm like this little skinny, scrawny kid with a lot of acne. I used to have a lot of acne. I was really skinny. And I go up and he gives me the mic and he's like, just repeat after me. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty easy. And he's like, put your hand on her. And this is like, she's like two sizes taller than me. She's huge. And I put my, my little hand on her and then she's like, he's like, repeat after me. And, I, and then basically he's like, in Jesus name. And then I repeat, I command all bleeding to stop and her body to be healed and the power of god took over me it was literally the best way i could spend it. it was like electricity it came in my body i was overwhelmed um to the point of tears so i'm like i'm i'm screaming at this point <laughs> the first time i'm praying for someone i'm like screaming i'm like in jesus name and then after like he stops praying i just continue like i'm just i'm like in jesus name i command healing and i just continue just going off and i'm like where is this all coming from but in the moment i'm just going for it and this woman like starts crying and crying and crying and she falls down she falls to the ground bro she gets healed she gets instantly healed instantly mm -hmm. healed by this little scrawny 17 year old that just got saved that never prayed for healing that didn't even know god could heal mm. instantly got healed in that moment and i was like whoa this 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 is accessible to me i can i can do this stuff and just from there like me my brother and katie we were just so hungry we go to conferences about healing about about heat about um breakthrough all these crazy miracles and we were just so hungry to learn about god and that and how we can hear god and how we can um be partners with god and it was just it was just crazy and ever since i've just been going for the lord like not like never stopping like i've just been so so on fire and so hungry for him so that's 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 yeah that's, so, how, that's how i got saved that's intense it was very intense that's yeah. intense uh, actually carlos and i were talking about this uh two days ago we were just talking mm -hmm. about the different ways of receiving the gospel you know mm -hmm. and he was talking about you know uh um that that would be called uh, demonstration demonstration yeah he was mm -hmm. talking about demonstration Demonstrating it. yeah and and i'm currently in just the the power of the law and like the prophets like that's what i'm currently learning through you guys i've learned demonstration right, right. yeah um so it's very interesting and i remember one time in 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 life group um, you were talking, we were talking about tongues, I believe, right? And like mm -hmm. speaking tongues, praying in tongues. And uh, you, you, you were, I don't know if you were just talking to me or to the group, but you said that, you know, at some point, and I don't know if it was just tongues, but you were just talking about um, going after it. And you mm -hmm. were like, I wanted it. And so I began to study it. I yeah. began to like try to just access information to to see if I can like just I want to do it. So I'm just gonna go and and go after it. Yeah. Um. Can you can you talk to me about that? Because I I do believe that 
there, there's a lot of people that that are that will be listening that maybe haven't experienced this, right? And and maybe some people believe that it'll come in due time, like it'll happen when God wants it to happen. Like I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ready to drop somebody yet or heal somebody. I don't I don't feel like that's yeah. me yet. Um, just speak on that. I'm going after it. So a gift is something God gives you freely. It's not something you, uh, you can do something to achieve. And I didn't have that understanding before. Uh, so when you think of a gift, it's like on Christmas, like your parents give you a gift and it's not because you did anything. It's, it's, and it's something that you did not earn. And it's something that can't be taken back. So if you ever had a moment, um, where you felt like you heard God or you felt like he gave you something to say, or you pray for something like that's in you. It just has to be grown. It's like a muscle in you and it has to be worked out. And the way you work it out is by taking that moment and, and practicing it. So for example, prophecy. So what prophecy is, it's basically hearing what God is saying and declaring it over someone. Two types of prophecy are, are, um, forth telling and, um, Oh my God. Force telling, force telling, fourth and force. So forth telling is basically God telling you something about the person and you speaking it over them. So it could be something as simple as God is saying the wandering sun podcast will go to like God telling me through my mind. So let me just break that down for, for a second, just hearing God. So the way God speaks to people can be so through so many avenues. Like God is so creative with the way he speaks. Um, it can be through dreams. It can be through in your mind. Like, you know how you think in your mind, that little, that little voice in your head, God can speak through that. God can speak through other people. God can speak through your food, through music, through aromas, through smells. God can speak through so, so many things. So never put a limit of how God can speak. But that's just one way that God like can show you an image in your head and like your imagination, or you can hear something audibly, or you can hear something in your head. So let's say in my mind, like God speaks to me and I hear it in my head and I hear um, the wandering podcast will go to South America and North America. And that's actually a prophecy, by the way. Um, this is real. And perceive it. <laughs> it. And then, um, so I, I hear that, right? So I partner with that. And how do I deliver it? It's literally, it's, it's a practice thing of being intimate with God and learning how to share it because it's not just one thing of hearing it, but it's knowing how to deliver it. So the way I would go of it is like, yo, Eric, I feel like God is saying that the Watering Some podcast will reach South America and North America. And then I pray into that. So Jesus, I declare that, that the Watering Some podcast will go to North America and South America in Jesus name. That's an, an example. And then force telling like force is you causing the future. So as believers, we, we, we are in the likeness of Jesus, right? We're, we're in the likeness of God. So we get to partner with, with creating with God. So mm. we can take something in scripture as an example. Let's say I didn't get anything for you. And you, let's say your leg hurts. But in the Bible, it tells me that God heals. Right. So I can grab that scripture, believe it, and force tell and prophesy over there over you. So what that would look like, the Bible says God will, will heal people. So I prophesy in Jesus name that Eric, your leg will be healed in Jesus name. And it's not a thing of me, me hearing God. Oh, his leg is broken. Like I see it like, and you, or maybe you told me. Um, so that's an example, either God is telling you or you're causing the future. God is showing you the future or you're causing the future. And so um, pra practically, how did you, how did you, how did you do this? Did you just start like bro. going after it, praying after people where, where you just started with family? Like practically, how did that look for you when you, when you started going after it? So I had no biblical understanding of what any of this was. I didn't yeah. know what prophecy was. I didn't know what words of knowledge was, words of wisdom. I didn't know about healing. I didn't know any biblical thing about it. I would just in my head, hear or feel God, feel like I'm supposed to do something and do it. So it was like, I, I had no way of explaining it. But then later on in, in, the, in scripture, like I, it was right, you know, it was mm -hmm. the way he was speaking. But the thing about the Holy Spirit, he is like the greatest teacher. So he can teach you without you knowing anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a process of, again, like, spending time with Jesus, praying, like just praying, praying for, for certain things that he would put on my heart or even praying for my own life and, 
and, you know, learning what my identity is. And the way I would practice it was, and I didn't know I was practicing it until later on in my time where I would pray, you know, I'd close the door, put worship music on and just dedicate myself to him at that time. I would feel things for people. So let's say, for example, I had a friend, um, he, they would pop in my mind and I'm like, okay, they're popping in my mind right now. And then I feel like they're going through a really tough time right now, but I'm like, I just saw them. They were really happy. Mm. So I would take that risk and I would text them. I'd be like, Hey, um, are you going through anything right now? Uh, mm. are you okay? they will be mm-hmm. like, bro, like, like I'm going through something so bad right now. And I'm like, like, it was funny. Every time that would happen, I would just cry. <laughs> Cause I'd be Dude, like, you like to cry. You speak, bro. <laughs> I, I'm a crier. Like I meant real men cry. I'm not mad. Real men cry. If you yeah. are a man watching this right now or listening, it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Trust I, me. I started crying a lot more when I met Jesus. Bro, I cry all the time. I don't care. Yeah. I ain't ashamed. Shoot. I'll cry. Um, and yeah, I would I would just take those moments of of just doing it and seeing what happened. Like literally, I had no no understanding for it. I had no teaching on it. Like I would just do it. And that's how I learned just hearing God and then hearing testimonies. Like, like for example, these, these crazy speakers that you might know, Heidi Baker, Todd White, and their testimonies and how yeah. God would use them. And I was like, what? Being God can use people like that? Yeah, Bro, like I was so hungry and I still am hungry. Um, and I just been a student. Like I just learned from, from anything and everything and just taking those risks. Hearing God can be a very scary thing. But if you take the risk, the fear goes away. Like the yeah. moment you take, you actually do it. The moment, the moment you actually share your faith or share what you're feeling, um, it, it like it feels so easy. But the, yeah. the key, the key to this is the key Come on. to practicing and sharing God. Like if you're hearing something or feeling something for someone, share it in a way that if you were wrong, it would be okay for both parties. Explain. So. A way that I've taught people, so I teach people how to hear God and things like this, um, a way to share to people that it won't um, look bad on a Christian or Jesus is saying, you know, hey, I feel like God is saying, does this make sense? Is this right? And you're setting it up in a way that if you're wrong, it's okay, because you feel like maybe God is saying this, right? Instead of saying, Hey, uh, God told me you're going through this. And they're like, bro, like I've never struggled with that. I'm not going through that. Um, so I've, I've taught this, this simple way of putting yourself in a place that will be safe for you and the other person receiving it. But I've seen scenarios where there's been, I thank God it hasn't been me because I've, I've, I've humbled myself before the Lord. Um, but I've seen where people that pray for people that say, like, God said this about your family, about this, blah, blah, blah. And then the person gets really hurt because it's not true at all. And they mm. think that God is actually saying that when in reality, you took it wrong. You heard it wrong. You, 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 you did something in that process that, that wasn't right. Instead of saying, hey, I feel like you may be going through this. Does that make sense? It's okay if it doesn't. And then if it doesn't, like, I'm, I'm telling you, this happens to me. I'm like, hey, um... Do you have a brother? They're like, no. Oh, okay, cool. And I just continue praying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I continue going on and the Lord downloads. It's it's a thing of practice. It's a thing of practice with with hearing God. And it's something you have to choose daily. Like I have yeah. to choose to want to love people. I have to choose to want to share the gospel. I have to choose to to want to hear God for people. Like there's going to be moments where God just shares things for for people through you or even for yourself. But there's going to be moments where he shares nothing. But you can ask. Yeah. I want to talk about relationships, man. Let's do it. Um, I don't know how you did it. <sighs> I don't know either. You, you went five, six, how, how long? Okay. Let's, let's, let's break it down. So we're not going to make it. We're going to do the condensed version. Cause I'm sure it's yeah, a yeah, long condensed story. version. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go too deep. So, so you and uh, Jasmine uh, just got married this year, right? Yeah, this year. Yeah. You guys just June got married, freshly married. COVID. Um, <laughs> during COVID, you guys, I just want to break down the courting and the dating. You guys yeah. courted for how long? Bro, we courted for, I believe it was three or four years. And then you dated for like what, two years? A, maybe? a year. And okay. then we, we were engaged for a couple months. 
even knowing her is is the craziest thing. Let me, let me just share this one part. Um, so after that toxic relationship left that, I told God, I don't want any other girlfriend. I want a wife. I don't want, I don't, I don't want Dude, a toxic I relationship. The, I said the same thing. And I kid you not, I said it for seven days straight. Every day I heard the, 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 I literally would hear it in my mind. I heard the name Jasmine every single day. And I, and did, I, did you know Jasmine? I didn't. Okay. I did it. I did. I was like, do I know Jasmine? I'm like, am I going to meet a Jasmine? And that whole week, like I would just ignore it. I would just pray, you know, with a blah, 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 my wife, blah, 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 all the things that I'd like. Um, and I'm telling you the, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, all right, fine, God, if, if this is for real, you, um, make a way for us to meet. And then she hit me up, but let's, let's fast forward to that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> she hit me up. Yeah, man. She slid in my DMS. Come if you're on, watching. So yeah, it was, it was basically a process where I knew I wasn't ready to dive in a relationship and she also was not ready to dive in a relationship. We wanted to continue our relationship with God. So we didn't do any dating stuff. We didn't go on a date. We didn't go on dates. We didn't hold hands. We didn't, you know, um, you know, do all these dating things. And we were just loving God, like getting to know each other, getting to know what we like, what we don't like, all these different things and just learning each other. And I'm telling you, bro, this, that was the best time ever. Like I'm telling you, I got healed in relationships during that time hmm. because all I knew of relationships and love was love was. I'm able to touch your body and have sex with you. I, I thought love was, um, you know, if I don't touch you, I don't love you. But I wasn't able to touch this girl. I, I wasn't able to hug her. I wasn't able to, you know, grab her butt or kiss her or like do all these different things. Okay. I wasn't able stop to do right that. There. Stop right there. We're going <laughs> to stop right there. Okay. <laughs> because at this time, you are a teenager still. Hormones right? and all. Hormones going crazy. Crazy. First of all, at that time, I was wilding out. Wilding. I was wild. I I ain't correct myself. I ain't allow God to correct me until I was like 23, 24. So how do you do like how? Well, to give a little context, we would see each other maybe twice a month. So for her, she 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 never had a relationship. So it wasn't as hard for her in the sense of I can't see you, but she would miss me and all these different things. But bro, like just cause I had Jesus and just cause I was doing things right. Don't mean the hormones won't pop in. Like I'm telling you, like I, I was, I was still desiring, you know, sex. I was still desiring porn and all these different things. But through that time, like God just strengthened me. And the key, this is the key. For all my men and all my women out there that are battling with, with all these different things of like sex and all these different things, the more you focus on God, the less time you'll be focusing on sex, on pornography, on all these temptations. Truth. It, it was a battle for me. I was literally addicted. I was literally addicted. Like no doubt in my mind, Truth. I was addicted. Like I, like I remember at the age of 13, like, bro, I would, I would be on porn sites all the time. I had an iPod. You already know, like that was the time where iPods came out. Like I would be there all the time, like all night, like multiple times, just watching porn every night. Um, and it was just a constant thing. I like, I began to see women differently. Uh, I began to fantasize about women and it was, it was just, it was bad. Like I, I saw yeah. women the way God didn't desire for me to see women and God and the way that God desires for sex to be. It was, it was definitely hard. Like I'm not going to lie and say like, Oh, it was easy during this time. Like God was so good. He strengthened me every day. You know, like it was, it was hard. I had to die to my flesh. I had to die to that sexual desire to the hormones. And, and let me just throw this out there. God created sex. God created your hormones. Yep. God created your sex drive. God created your, your, your sexual, sexual, um, body parts. He created all of that. He knows what you're thinking, what your body goes through the cycles. He knows all about it. He knows every single thing about it. And it's not evil. Like, I, I think like I've, I've personally learned from my background that that sex was evil, that it was bad, you know, don't think about it, blah, blah. Um, and it's not true. Sex is pure. Sex is holy. Sex is amazing. He told you know, Adam and Eve, go, you know what I'm saying? Go, go multiply. Do your thing, homie. He said, Adam, hey, do your I, thing, bro. He said, multiply. <laughs> um, now we're here. 
but it's not evil. And it makes us feel so, so dirty just thinking about it and, and, and shameful and guilty. And that was me all the time. Like I felt when, when I would do, when I would like watch pornography and do all these things, like, I would feel so shameful and guilty. You know, the crazy thing, bro, like, and I still don't get it to this point. God's grace was so heavy. And this is for any believer, but after I would like mess up and fall in temptation and masturbate and watch pornography, I would repent, you know, cry out, God, like, forgive me. I repent. Like I turn from my ways and I would really try, like, I would try to, to turn away from it. After those moments, God would use me so heavily. Mm. Mm-hmm. God would use me so heavily. Like to this day, it's crazy. Like I think about it. I'm like, like God would use me even though I was so dirty, even though I was so sinful, even though I felt like, like so messy, like, like I wasn't doing things right. Like, like I just mm. felt so unworthy of, of sharing who God is, of sharing this holy, beautiful, um, God that created us, that formed us. I, I was so unworthy and so dirty to share him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time, every single time, he would tell me what he thinks about me. And it wasn't, Jonathan, you dirty fornicator, you, you dirty, addicted, uh, horny boy. You, you're like, never, never, never has God talked to me in that way where, where I would feel like, like God doesn't love me. God never speaks to his children in a way that, that isn't loving. And just because it's loving doesn't mean it won't be harsh and firm. Right. Like God disciplines his children because he loves them. Um, and every time he would just come through again and again, but it was, it was definitely a battle, bro. Like it was, but I was accountable to leaders. Like I would share when I was struggling with things and it, it was, it was definitely a battle. And I know it is for a lot of teens right now, especially with so much access and everything. It's everywhere, dude. Like it makes it so normal nowadays. It's not normal if you haven't seen it. Like that's how bad it is. And like our generation is just being taken over by, by this space of, of lies. It's a fantasy. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's really not true. Like, and it's setting up a, ge- a whole generation like to believe something that isn't even true. It's literally a generation of deception. And it's something that we need to pray for. It's something that we need to talk about, but it's, it's, it hurts, man. It hurts marriages. It it hurts families. Like I've heard so many stories of people that dealt with this and it, and it trickled in into their marriage and it, and it brought expectations that weren't true. It brought, you know, desires that weren't true. It brought things that, that weren't real, um, in a bedroom and it, it definitely damages and hurts a relationships in the long term. If you even if you feel like it doesn't, it affects your emotions, your health. It affects um, how you speak to people, how you see people. It affects so much. So what would you? What would you? <laughs> what would you? Um, some practicals, right? Because like I told you, I'm in a long distance relationship. I have the luxury to just focus on God and and not have that burden of of temptation right in front of me, right? Right. Um, which is, I'm just thankful, but not everybody has that luxury. Um, what can you recommend for couples who are going through this process and are saying, you know what? I know God is calling me. I know he wants to use me. I've experienced him and I want to experience him to his fullness. And obviously they know that this is stopping them yeah. you know this this these things that they're doing in this relation is stopping them right what would you recommend <clears throat> for that couple to do in order to start walking um um in righteousness would that be the yeah in right standing with god in right standing with god um so for for me like that was always my desire in my relationship with jasmine like god i want to do things right and the thing about it in God's eyes, it was right, but th- that doesn't mean I messed up. I mean, it doesn't mean I didn't mess up. Right. I, it doesn't mean I didn't sin or, or, or we didn't have our, our issues. Uh, the, the true way to find healing and breakthrough is through confession. It's through speaking it to someone. So for that couple, I would advise, because again, they've had history, you know, in person, in other relationships beforehand, you got to deal with those things. I've seen so many times where people don't deal with childhood trauma or relationships and they just think like, oh, like 
that that has no effect on me, it does. The relationships you have, the words people speak to you, the words you speak to others, and the things you 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 encounter, they shape you. They shape how you think. They shape how you see things. They shape how you feel. Uh, cool. So it's it's not going to be a one-day thing. I'll tell you that. Um, it's not going to be a one and done. We talked about it. We never got talked about it again. It's a process because again, like to be a Christian, it's about renewing your mind, renewing right. your mind, renewing your mind. It's unlearning the things you learn and learning the ways of Christ. Um, so it's renewing that mind for that relationship. It's renewing what a relationship is, is truly like, what a Christ-like relationship is like, how to honor each other, what God sees in, in that man and that woman. Um, and then talking about like, the sexual experiences that happened, like what it did to you, what you felt, um, and coming together and, and repenting, That's saying, good, God, yeah. like, 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 look, like we, we had these relationships that hurt us, that, that we did things that we, we were bare before this person. We were naked before this person. We, we gave them everything. We gave them our hearts. And when you give someone your heart, best believe when you get it back, it's going to have some stuff on it. It's not going to be the same. Like if you break up with someone, don't think it's a breakup. Don't think there's nothing left over. There's residual. Uh, so yep. it, it's going to come up. And the beautiful thing I love about God is, and, I, and I've said this before, God is so good that he doesn't show you how messed up you are in all the things you've done. Like he doesn't show your whole life and all the mistakes you've made and everything you're, you're so bad at. And all, he doesn't do that. Like he does it in a process where he's like, all right, you did good in this. You know, you you allowed me in, you trusted me, you found healing in it, you know what, what God's word says about it, and you're living that out next. <laughs> yeah. Next, next. So it's it's always gonna be like that, specifically in relationships. The thing about relationships is God from the very beginning was in relationship. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. His original design was relationship. It was family. So it's always going to be a process of talking about it. Like, Hey, like, how are you feeling? Have you been dealing with temptations? Have you been dealing with, with thoughts? How have you been dealing with these things? Have you been talking to anyone? Have you been praying about it? Have you been in the word? Because the thing I found is the easiest way to go back to your temptations and the lies is not being in, not being disciplined and not being in a routine. So for me, it was not having a routine and then staying up late at night and, you know, late at night, you know, my thoughts come up. Yeah. So I pull out my phone scrolling, you know, at late at night, people post different things. Yeah. So begin clicking. Oh, I like that. Okay. Now I feel some type of way, go to the porn site. Um, and it was just this process. So it's, it was again, disciplining and training my eyes, training my eyes that when I see a girl, I'm not checking her out, thinking about everything. I'm training my eyes that when I see her, I'm looking away because I know if I continue to think, if I can you continue to look, my mind's going to wander training yeah. your hands, that your hands are supposed to be holy, that it's not supposed to be, you know, doing all these crazy things, you know, um, and again, training your body. Uh, so it's always going to be a process for that relationship of learning what God thinks about true relationship. And it's always going to be a constant relation, a constant revelation of what a godly relationship looks like, a right standing relationship. Because let me tell you, and I've seen this so many times in relationships, People do not heart check enough. Mm. People do not talk about what they're feeling. Like I know so many marriages, True. Christian marriages that go so many days without checking up on each other and saying, Hey, what can I pray for you? in? what are you dealing with right now? Because right. we're all human. We may hold secrets. We may feel like it's not a big deal. We may feel shameful or guilty. We don't, we don't want to, you know, share that because we're going to be afraid of what the other person thinks. And that's the other thing with relationships. It's vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. You you have to be transparent with one another. Um, and again, you have to think about it. Is this girl worth it if I'm going to expose my whole life to her, if I'm going to grow with her? And so, I, I think that's a good giveaway too. I think that's actually a good giveaway because there was a lot of things that I didn't expose to my ex-girlfriend that I didn't feel comfortable. But to my current girlfriend... Um, all of that came out. Right. Because I felt comfortable, you know? Yeah. So I think that's also a good give. If you don't feel comfortable with this person telling them you're, you know, you, there's, you got to think, you got to pray on that heart check and all. Yeah. I, and also, I felt this before the podcast just to share it. So yeah. for my lovely ladies, 
I'm going to just talk to you right now. You are worth so much more than what that guy is, is giving you. Mm. You are so much like, I'm telling you, if you find a godly man that sees what God sees in you, he will treat you like a princess. He will love you. He will say the most beautiful things and mean it. He, he like, I'm telling you the favor of God will be on it. If you, so there's someone watching right now and I'm speaking to yep. you, I'm yep. speaking directly to you. You know, you're not happy. You know, you're, you're, you're not loving that relationship. You know, he's not treating you right. You know, he's not the one for you. Understand it's going to be okay. Your heart's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And even for my guys out there, understand the more you search for, for, for just women, the more you just search for, for that moment, for that feeling, the more desensitized you will be. And I'm telling you, it is so dangerous for a desensitized man to be in this world. That's why it, it, it just stems like to be a father and teaching a son to do these different things. It just stems so much. So understand you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting your generation, your future, your family, even what you want yep. to do in the future. Yep. So here's the key. Find a godly man, a godly woman that loves God more than they love you. That's it. That's that it. loves God more than they love you. Because if they love God more than they love you, they will always put him first. And a relationship that has God first and in the center will always be prosperous. There will yeah. always be breakthrough. It will, it will, it will always, it will always progress. It will, it will always be more beautiful. It will always be more intimate. It will always be more caring. It will always be more loving. Like there's a lot of relationships that I know that they feel so lonely with each other. <laughs> and that was me. They feel so lonely with each other. They feel so lonely being in that relationship. They feel like it's not benefiting them. And it's just that fear. It's that thought of like, if I don't have this person, I don't know what I'm going to do. But Or you know what also happens, and this, yeah. uh, this happened to me, is you're in this relationship, in this toxic relationship, and you're using other things to spice it up. Oh, let's smoke together because that's going to make the moment better. Let's it's drink together. Let's party together because that's going to make this relationship better. And when you take that away, when you strip it, it's not good. Yeah. You know? Like if it, it all feels good in the moment, trust me, I know. Like I loved it. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. I loved it in the moment, but the consequences after, what I felt after, yeah, it wasn't worth it. It it, it wasn't good. lasting. And the thing about the Lord, it's everlasting. So you went through the courting phase. You dated, you proposed, and you got married. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. And then I'm sure even afterwards, you know, you you guys settled um, settling into your home and and just being together. I'm sure it was beautiful. But in a, in a nutshell, man, encourage me, encourage <laughs> men who are going through that process that you were. Give us an <clears throat> insight as to the goodness that you experience because you did it right, because yeah. you sacrificed that time or those moments of intimacy that seemed so good at the moment just yeah. encourages bro so just to clarify just because i did things right it doesn't mean it was perfect and it doesn't mean we didn't make mistakes it doesn't mean there's yeah. times where it wasn't right but because we chose to make god the center and make him first in everything we we did because we chose to continuously be in repentance continuously uh be in a place of god i need you humbling ourselves and trusting you, we experienced favor to the highest degree. Let me tell you, when we got engaged, we went ring shopping, right? And well, we went to the mall to see like what different designs she would like. And she liked this one at um, Jared. Jared. She went to Jared. She went to Jared. There was a most beautiful ring, $10,000, bro. 10 Gs. <clears throat> they, and they gave me the, the basic version of that one. Five G's, the basic one. So I was like, crap, dog. Like, I'm, I'm about to be in debt with, the, with this ring. So, you know, I, I was like praying about it. I was like, you know, like, God, like, I, like you know, this is a lot of money. Um, and then I texted my friend that mentioned another jewelry spot. So I went there. Bro, as soon as I went in there, they had the exact same ring. Mm. The exact same one for 2K. So I got a $10,000 ring with a bigger diamond for $2,000. Okay. All right. Let's keep it going. Come on. For my whole wedding. Jeez. That was originally, I was, originally I was going to spend $8,000. Yeah. Ended up spending 
thousand ish. Thousand ish. Wow. And we didn't go light with stuff. Like we still did everything we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and the and 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 the beautiful thing about the wedding, the Lord encountered us. Like soon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on 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 YouTube, but it's on Facebook right now. But literally, you can see a moment where because it was a cloudy day. Yeah. It was just it was just flat clouds. It was so weird. But there was a moment where I felt God's presence. Well, the whole time I was feeling God's presence. Um, but there was a moment where a ray of sunshine cracked through this little one spot and shined on us. Hmm. And the funny thing is me and Jasmine both asked for a sign that God would be there. And one of the signs mm-hmm. was wind. And there was a moment, there was only one moment. If you notice, there was no wind that day yeah. except for one moment. Mm. There was wind and that ray of sunshine. And again and again, everything we prayed and asked for, we got. This house, we got a loan for for a very low amount that basically we wouldn't get a, a good house. We would have to pretty much redo the whole thing. And we were just looking in PG because in Montgomery County, like it's it's expensive. The Lord provided us with a Montgomery County house under budget, and the sellers gave us assistance to the point where when we were signing, they gave us a check. Jeez. The guy was like, I usually don't give checks. I usually receive checks, but here's a check. And I'm like, <laughs> wait. Because we were signing, they said an amount, and I looked at um, I looked at my realtor, my brother, and I'm like, why why are they saying that amount? Like, I gotta pay that. I thought I didn't have to pay anything. Because yeah. originally we thought we didn't have to pay anything. Right. But he, then he asked, he's like, No, 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 you're you're getting this money. Bro, everything in this house. I'm telling you the favor of God. We remodeled this whole house and it, it was literally the favor of God money. We would just get money and money and money through the wedding, through God, just blessing us through COVID bro. I'm telling you, we got married in COVID. No one got sick, not one person. And I don't know if you remember, it's but true. no one there was thinking about COVID. Nope. Not one person was like, uh, COVID nope. like, <laughs> like I, 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 t- I, I keep telling everyone that was like the only normal event in COVID. Like everything, bro. Like everything was 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 paid for. Everything was was handled. Like I mean, handled. And that's just like the finance. That's the external stuff. That's just stuff. But our relationship, bro. Like the way we love each other. The way we inspire people. The way like people like you know, they see us and they desire that for their relationships. Like. This is only something God could do because it was always a thing. Like we just want to do things right, man. And I'm telling you, we messed up. We we made mistakes. We we failed. Like we but we would again pray together. We would again repent. We would confess our sins. We would talk about our ugly stuff, the things we went through when we were kids, the things yep. we're we're going through, everything. We brought up the ugliness of everything. And we always made Holy Spirit part of it. Like I, I tell you, and Every relationship needs to do this. You need to pray together. You need yes. to pray together. I'm telling you, you experience God's favor. Like you will, you will love each other better. You will treat each other better. But not only that, like you won't go through the same things that other people go through. Let me say that you will experience such a separation from what other people experience. Like I'm telling you, bro, like people share stories to us about like relationships, courting, marriage. And we look at each other and we're like, we experience the opposite of that. And and what they're saying is like the norm, like of what they experience, of the battles they face, of how how it affected them in marriage. And we look at each other and we're like, we didn't experience that. Why? Because every time something came up, we gave it to God. We 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 surrendered it. We say, God, take this. And 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 we ask for your 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 blessing, your peace, your joy. And literally, we, we, we made Holy Spirit the center of everything. And for our, my men out here, lead your women right. The way the reason your yep. relationship is the way it is, is because you're not leading right. You're a leader. Yep. And she's a helper. She's supposed to help you. And also for my women, help your men out, man. Ask questions. Ask what you need prayer for. Be there for them. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will help you in bringing things up, bringing things to the surface, helping you out in moments where, where you don't know what to do. Every yeah. relationship should actively be searching and hearing God, because if you don't, you're going to be in the same norms as everyone else. 
Yeah. And why would anyone want to look up or follow something that everyone else is doing? We are supposed to be set apart. We are supposed to be yeah. influencers. We are supposed to be examples. We are supposed to be relationships that have joy, that have peace, that have love. Yeah. And, and uh, to- yeah. So hopefully that gave you some, some, you know, something to expect. Yeah. And as, as you were saying, you know, all, all the goodness that, that you received, you know, um, I, I was, I was feeling that the reason why we should do these things, which I'm, which you said it, but just to bring it back is mm-hmm. because we love God. We accept yeah. his sacrifice for us so that we could be saved so that we could be cleaned. Yeah. Right. And so the goal should always be that, right? Like seek the kingdom first, not because I'm going to find a cheaper ring, right? Like right. not because, okay, I, if I do things right, I'm going to get a house. No, it's just seek kingdom and then he'll reveal what he'll, he'll bless yeah. you with whatever he needs to bless you or he might not. Yeah. But that's not the, the thing is understand that God already showed his love by coming down to this earth and literally dying, being mutilated so that we could believe in him so that we could have a way out of this fallen world, right? Yeah. We, 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 we literally deserved nothing. We nothing. deserved eternal, 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 eternal pain, suffering. Like you think this world is full of pain and suffering? Baby, let me tell you, let me tell you, this is nothing. This is a piece of cake. This is a piece of cake. Hell is real. The devil is real. Like he is so real and he is after your life. The, the, The goals of the enemy is to keep you away from God. And if he can't keep you away from knowing God, he will keep you struggling in that relationship, in your identity. He will constantly keep attacking that. And any area that, so if you feel attacked in the area, understand that's your weak spot. Yep. The devil knows he won't attack you in your strong spots because you will just fight him off in that area. But he will attack you in your weak spot again and again and again. I'm telling you, it doesn't get old. He'll go to your weak spot again and again and again. But he is real and he is after to steal, kill, and destroy everything about you. But yep. God, but Jesus, the one and only son that loves you so much, like I, I always think about this picture of Jesus on the cross, whipped, beaten, thorns on his head, a crown of thorns on his head, bleeding, like sweating, all, all, all these different scars. And then he thinks about us and all the things we would do, all like all the sin, <laughs> like all the mess ups. Like all, all the, all the moments where like, like even for us personally, like think about the worst thing you've ever done and think about how you felt in that moment. Like so dirty, so, so, so bad. So, so like, you know what, let's, let's even bring it, let's, let's, let's make it even more relatable. Right. Because we're, we're talking about, um, um, goodness. Right. And what I've been learning is that none of us are good. Right. And and then because there's there could be people saying, well, I, well, you know, I, I'm not that bad. I'm not. I haven't had right, yeah. your marriage. I you know, what I'm saying I'm 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 good. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really think I, I I you know, like quick little test that you can do. The Bible actually gives us a test that you could take. It's called the good test. I just called it that. That's not what it's called in the Bible. But look, you could take this test and the test is basically Go down the Ten Commandments. Just literally read the Ten Commandments and, and, and just look at them. And you can look at the simple ones. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stole? If at those two points you've already messed up, you've already broken God's law. You're done for. You're already no good. And you could be saying, well, I, I, well I'm a good person now. I've, I've done better. That's when I was little. Well, think about it like this. In the world, if you commit a crime 10 years ago, the court doesn't care. If, if you killed somebody, if you robbed and they, they find you, they don't care about the time. They just care that you did the crime. And so we're all not good and we deserve, and like we don't deserve anything 
but that's why that's why God came. That's why He literally yeah. came to save us. That's the goodness, and that should be our focus in anything that we do in in whether it's in 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 marriage, whether it's in career, whether it's in just personal uh, yeah. life. It's just to seek, just to seek God, and and that's also why. You brought it up. Why I love demonstration. Why I love, mm. you know, getting getting um, information from God for people or praying for healing for them. It's because if a person gets healed from something that they actually have, they'll never be able to forget that, and they'll never be able to fight that off. Like they could be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's okay now. Like I'm good. Like and forget about it." But in their heart of hearts, they know in that moment they no longer suffer with that stuff. In that moment, they know that what I said about them or what someone said about them was true. And they told no one about that. That was a secret. Like no one knew that. And it's, it's literally to demonstrate how much God loves us so deeply. Like the love of God is a life source. I'm telling you, like the love of God, if you don't live with, with the love of God, you are missing out on a joy that doesn't come from your circumstances. You're missing out from a peace that doesn't come from meditation and, and all these different things and all these uh, uh, different aromas and smells and crystals. You're, you're missing out with an eternal life with Jesus. And I'm telling you, you are missing out with being with the one that loves you so much. The first one that ever loved you, the first one that created you, the first one that that paid a price for you, the one that said you were worth fighting for, that you were, you were worth a life yeah man like for 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 someone to you know not want jesus it's like saying you did all that for nothing dude i was it's like saying like even yourself like even your life it's it's for nothing and yeah i I like to think that my life was for something yeah i like to think i had a purpose yeah Uh, i was i was telling i was telling somebody an older gentleman um, he's probably in his forties because he was asking me a lot of questions about 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 the Bible and the Word of God and 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 <clears throat> you know I thank God for His Holy Spirit because that's right. that's how I'm able to talk to to those people and and I just started to str- feel very strongly the the plan of God right and He just started to reveal these things to me and I was like I was like bro look at, listen to this I was like God first of all, created the entire universe, the heavens, the earth, everything. He created us. There is nothing that he doesn't know, right? And one of those things that he already knew was that there were there was going to be a lot of idolatry. There was going to be a lot of people who were yep. not going to believe in him and were going to believe in a Buddha, that were going to believe in in this other God who um, just suits their needs, right? Of where they don't have to be held accountable. But regardless of all of that, he already knew that that was going to happen, right? So what did he do that no other God did? What could he do that no other God, literally, literally, literally. no other God has done, right? Said, I am going to allow you to see me in your form, in the flesh. I'm going to come down, you're going to see me and I'm going to show you how sinful and how apart you are from me because you're not even going to recognize me. (laughs) Bro, God loved us so much. The all-knowing creator of the universe that said, I am going to come down so you can see me and maybe you'll believe in me. Maybe you'll believe in me then. And no other God We'll be able to do that. Not the God of Allah, right? Not 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 the God of of whatever. No other God. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you literally don't believe in God. I'm sorry to tell everyone, but if you do not believe in Jesus, it's a demon. You are worshiping a demon that is sucking your life. I I've heard countless countless stories, and you may even agree with some of these where either at a young age you went to these different types of churches or whatever they're called and were, you know, were prayed or, or like did some certain spell or some certain tradition and you are still living with after effects of that. Whether it's a sickness, whether it's an infirmity, whether it's a pain, whether it's a anxiety, whether, whether it's a, um, 
anger, so many things. There is residue when you open the door to the enemy. There is always residue. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how pretty it looks at the beginning, no matter how perfect and, and good in the moment it feels, there is always something, there's always a catch with the enemy. Like if you open the door, if you say yes, if you, if you allow him and it may look so simple, it may look so cute and nice, but the moment you open the door to the enemy, there is going to be a uh, um, residue from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so evident. It's like what you had said earlier, like heart check, just take some time. And, and really, look at anyone just just look at your life just look at your life are you happy emotions yeah like can <laughs> you control your anger like do you recognize when when you're doing wrong like it's just so evident so like get to know jesus man i'm i'm telling you he literally came down this is the only guy this is i'm just saying it because it's so it's just it, it's just a revelation that's so simple and i was like wow like you can there's no other god that made it so evident. So uh, thank you, bro, for, for coming on, for just sharing so much. What are last words, man? What are some last words that you can speak to the people as we wrap up this conversation? The Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus, comes inside of you. And when you trust the Spirit inside of you, you will know Jesus because he will always lead you to him. So the more you pray, the more you ask him questions, the more you ask him for help, the more you will see him. And that has changed my life from beginning to where I am now. And it will change my future because I know that if I walk in the plans of God, they will be for me and they will be for my benefit. And it's going to be great. So follow Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Wandering Sun podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Wandering Sun. And if you have any words of encouragement or testimony you would like to share with us, please visit thewanderingsun.com and leave us a message. Also, if you have any prayer requests, if you need help, if you need community, message us at thewanderingsun.com and we'll try our best to help you. I pray God continues to bless and protect you and we'll catch you on the next episode.